When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on this Wednesday. Welcome to March. We hope it is going well for you already. Longhorn baseball falls to LSU last night. We talked about that a little bit. Longhorn basketball has the easy math in front of them. Got to beat TCU, got to beat Kansas. Then you get a share of the regular season conference title. Plus, we got Longhorns at the Combine. We're going to talk about all of it right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. By the way, I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. We're just so excited to talk to him. It's Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 242. For Justin, how are you, gentlemen? This is March. Yes, sir. It, it got just a, it, it just got a little bit better when we woke up off that pillow this morning. That's right, a little bit better. Now, Justin, you got a little bit of uh, you got a little bit of country in you, like I got a little bit of country in me. Did you hang out with a bunch of folks growing up that talked about March and coming in like a lion and out like a lamb and all that stuff? Do you have people around <laughs> you that believe in all that? No, no, no. Okay. no I, I don't. I, I don't know that reference. See, that's um, it's good. I know. You know what that tells? No, no. What that tells it, me is y'all are getting enough precipitation out there. My folks were out there in West Texas, drying up, going crazy. So that tells me what I need to know. That's actually good that you probably haven't heard that mess. I had too much superstition around me with those country folk out there. So uh, that that that's good. That's good listen, to hear. It, if it's if it's not in the farmer's almanac, it, I ain't about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, let's start with basketball tonight. Like I said, they got a, they got it laid out in front of them. They got to get it tonight and then beat Kansas. Zay was talking earlier as a Longhorn fan about his nerves going into this game just because of how up and down they've been on the road. What do you think we're going to see tonight in Fort Worth? Oh, good question. I think we're going to see a, a lot better team. Uh, you know, before the Baylor game, I had I had some pretty strong convictions that this was going to be a number two seed, number three at the least, and that they had a pretty good handle on their identity and what they were about. You know, their metal when, when they hit that wall. We've seen them come back big time this season in, in, in a lot of big games, and so I felt like you know everything was pretty smooth until the, going to Waco. Uh, I, I, that was the worst performance of the season, in my opinion. And it wasn't just because Baylor kind of snowballed on them. They, they, they lose their top score, and then they, and they go a plus 27 after that. Like, that's just insane. And, but, but also give Coach Drew a lot of credit. I think that was a game where they outcoached Texas, and I felt like Baylor's actually starting to peak a little bit, unfortunately. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run now. That's a team with talent. But with Texas, I just that left a bad taste in my mouth, guys. Like, I just – even when they were losing a few games this year to some good opponents, they were close. And even when they were, you know, even in that Kansas State opener at home, they still played hard the whole time. I felt like there was some let up. 
at the end of the Baylor game. I felt like there was a little bit of a let-up. And so hopefully Rodney Terry crawled up into some behind this week and, and let them know, look, everything is in front of you. Uh, you can either share this Big 12 championship, something that, 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 that wanted to be accomplished, a, a check off a goal, or we can settle into the Big 12 tournament, probably get a number three seed and, and, and try to find some momentum there. TCU is going to be big. The biggest thing I think is going to be, like you said, on the road has been kind of a, a bugaboo of, 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 of sorts, but what you want to see from this group, I think, is don't overlook the Frogs. Because in the Big 12, they know Kansas is waiting for them. They know Kansas is going to show up in Austin, and that's going to, that can be the de facto Big 12 championship if they, if they beat TCU. But they've got to beat TCU. So as long as Terry and those guys have them focused on the job at hand, and that's handling business tonight. And that will tell me more about the team. If there's some hangover from the Baylor loss, that's going to be a little unnerving. That's gonna. This is March, you know what I mean, guys. So mm-hmm. this isn't the time to. This is the time to start to peak. We've seen it with Kansas. We've seen it with Baylor. And strangely enough, that's two of your last national championships. Okay, so they understand where they're going through it. I think Texas is learning that right now. Tonight will be another big lesson. Don't overlook the frogs. It's Big Twelve play. Everybody can beat anybody. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay Wells. You're absolutely right about, you know, the Baylor loss just left such a bad taste in your mouth as a Texas fan. And I think a lot of it had to do with you want to be peaking at the right time during this month. And it just makes you a little nervous because now teams are starting to figure out Serge Barry Rice shot fake. And you see Dylan Mitchell, you know, he was just invisible on Saturday. So he's not playing where you need him to play. But now Coach Terry and his coaching staff from Donald Wald, Ogden, McLean, Chappelle, all those guys, it's just about getting everybody on the same page and playing good basketball at the right time. And that's so hard in the Big 12 because everybody's so damn good. But if you look at a situation for Dylan Mitchell and you see somebody like Brock Cunningham, do you think that maybe, you know, the guy should make a substitution change at the starting spot? Or do you not want to mess with something that's been consistent all season long? And that's Dylan Mitchell being in the starting lineup. And that's a good point, Jay. I I love when they went to that smaller lineup, so to speak, or or more athletic lineup, so to speak, with Mitchell. And he's going to, you know, he hasn't hit a freshman wall. I think we're still going to see, still see him grow and still do, do, do things well. Um, I mean, it's a good question because ultimately, you know, this is a group that, I'm trying to word it right, you, don't, you shouldn't be jacking with your rotation on March 1st. Let me put it that way. You should have this thing settled. Your bench should be shorter. Uh, the rotation should be crisper. You should know exactly what you are and who you are and, and what you're going to be able to produce. Um, everybody knows their identity. And this is, what, this is what worried me about the Baylor game. When Texas starts off games shooting well, and I guess you could say that for anything, but especially for Texas, we've noticed this season when they shoot the ball early, well in games, they win most of those games. It's not all of them. And that's why the Baylor game just really stuck with me. Because they came out on fire, and I thought this is the this is the recipe. This is how they beat you know they beat Baylor the first time, not not in this way, but you know they they, they knocked them off once, trying to sweep them for the first time since I believe 2013 2014. And so 
yeah, messing with rotations on March 1st is not ideal. Now, does that mean you're not a few tweaks away from getting back to where you were? Absolutely. If, if Terry can find a, 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 a maybe a, a different set of a, during a rotation, a little bit different movement, you know, maybe a different matchup, so to speak, if one of your, your guys isn't holding, holding the way you should, man, um, it's, that's the beauty of it this year, guys. Texas is really good. We just don't know how good. And I think that's what we're going to find out over the next four to five weeks. That's what we're going to find out is just, okay, this team is top ten for almost all season long. Now we hit March when it matters. Are they really that good? Tonight, I think, is the beginning of that answer. Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com. Remember, we've got the tip for you at 8 o'clock tonight, Texas and TCU, 7.30 pregame. Justin, let's get a little football talk in here. Um, obviously, right now we're, we're ready for combine week. They crank it up tomorrow. Uh, you've got Bryce Young saying he's not going to throw. Jalen Carter already wasn't going to work out, and now he's got some other stuff to deal with. But let's talk Bijan. He's announced he's going to go through all the workouts in 2023. Would you tell him that's a good idea? And if so, what do you think he can ultimately gain from the workouts on Sunday? Man, you guys, you guys came came with the questions today. Y'all woke up. Y'all woke up. Y'all woke up on point. It's March, March baby. We on our game. We're ready. Come on, Jay Wells. It's March. March. Listen, this shows you how much I don't know. Okay, I if I be John Robinson, I'm not doing crap at the combines. You're going in the first fifteen picks. I'm not doing anything, but that's why I'm not B. John Robinson or his agent yeah. or the people that, that, that advise him and, and, and get paid to do so. And this kind of shows you, if anything, I think it shows the, the owners, B. John's a competitor. B. John's not just going to be a guy that is load management. B. John's not going to be a guy that just hangs on the, you know, hangs on the side and tries to, to get it where he can. This kid's coming to, to run a four three four four. This kid's coming to do the, the, the interview process and to win over these owners and general managers. This guy and these coaches, if I'm Bijan, I don't do any of it because I know you're going in the top 15, top 20 at the, at the latest, so there's really no incentive. But from him personally, I mean, look at his transformation. There's a post on Twitter today showing him a few months ago to where he looks now with his trainer. And it was, it's basically getting it, you know, it, you know they obviously train for, for a lot of these the 40 and the shuttle and things like that. But it was mainly to get his body fat down. Guys, his arms look like LaRon Landry's. Mm. Like, it, it's crazy the type of training these guys can do in a short period of time to get where they need to be. And so you see Bijan working that hard, and, you, and the kid knows he's going in the first round, yet he's still working that hard. That just goes to show more of his character. That just goes to show everything you read that's good and positive about Mr. Robertson. It, Robinson is absolutely accurate. And, and, and you got to give the guy credit. He doesn't want to be that guy, I guess, that, well, you don't really have to run. And I'm not holding the back against Bryce Young. If I'm Bryce Young, I'm not throwing either. You don't. You want to see me throw? Put on that tape for the last two years. <laughs> There's a lot of throws on. There's a lot of throws there. Yeah. And if I was B. John, I'd say the same thing. You want to see me run? Turn on the clips, coach, and you can see a lot of it. They asked Will Anderson today, which I felt like is the best defensive player in college football for the last two seasons. What is the best player you played against? Who is the best competitor, the best football player you played against in college football? He said Bijan Robinson before you could blink. 
And so that kind of shows you the respect he has from, from those, from, from, from his peers and, and from his opponents and guys like that. So big, long story short, if I'm Bijan, I don't do anything. I sit there and I bring in my Starbucks and I, I get my new shoes and you know, <laughs> make sure I look good. I do my interviews. I ain't running. I'm not testing. I'm not doing any of that. But that's why Bijan Robinson is who he is. He's got that character. He wants to prove to people why he should go in the top 15 or top 20. And if you learn who Bijan is, that's exactly how he thinks. Yeah, Jay Wells, I saw those photos, too, of B. John Robinson looking all cut up and stuff, and it just makes doughboys like myself much just, <laughs> just sulk in my own tears. But <laughs> let me ask you this about this current football team. You know, with this wide receiver core and how deep they are and how deep they can be, we know Chris Jackson, You know, he has a lot to look forward to with working with these guys. And you hear about Brennan Thompson getting ready to run track. And first thing I thought about was good for him, but again, with how deep this wide receiver room is, you can't afford to be left behind and not be in the film room and not be going through that normal, you know, spring camp grind and summer camp grind. And I know he likes to do track and stuff, but do you fear that somebody as talented as Brendan Thompson, you know, coming in, going into his sophomore year could get left behind? I mean, we already got Savion Red going to running back. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, and I'm going to give you two names, John St. Cook and DeAndre Moore. There's a reason Savion Red moved to running back, and I don't think it was just to beef up the running back room, even though he, he does have the body in, in, the, in the running style of a tailback. It's because John St. Cook is going to play as a freshman. He is already one of the best route runners in, in the program. Uh, DeAndre Moore it, it came on and, and is already, you know, making strides in, in early workouts and, and off-season stuff. And so, yeah, it's going to affect Brennan. It's going to be tough. And, and, and that's Brennan Thompson. He's a competitor. All right, guys, that's, that's what he does. He's really good at, at, at playing wide receiver, and he's really good at running track. And right now he's going to do that for the University of Texas. And, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of John Burt. And, and Burt, you could make a case, kind of fell a little behind in football because of track. Now, you don't hold that against them, but football still goes on, and the guys that are behind you are just chomping at the bit. If you don't think John T. Cook doesn't grin every morning he wakes up knowing Brennan Thompson's running out on the track, think again, guys. These, are, these, these freshmen that come in are so mentally ready. Anthony Hill Jr., Leona LaFowle, Arch Manning, John T. Cook, Cedric Baxter, Sadir Mitchell, you can't afford – play other sports, and not expect these players to come take your job. That's just common sense. That's just the way the world works. Give Brendan a ton of credit. That kid can fly. And, and playing football, he, he'll be back in the program this summer, you know, getting back into the, the swing of things and, and hopefully picks up where he left off last year and, and hopefully tries to, to build on that a little bit. But, yes, it will definitely affect you. It's not like they didn't bring anybody in behind him. They did. They brought in two guys that – are much better at the position. They're much more polished. They're much more nuanced. They've played the position for years. Brennan's still in that transition of kind of learning the nuances of wide receiver. And so losing that spring, it doesn't help him for football. Definitely help him, it definitely helps the University of Texas Athletic Department because he's going to do well on the track. But absolutely, he's going to lose some reps. And John T. Cook and DeAndre Moore are going to be there to eat up every single crumb. There's some part of my gut that says John T. Cook gets up every day and smiles about something. 
<laughs> I bet that dude gets up smiling about a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, be that gifted. I get it. No doubt. I'd be smiling too. That's Justin Wells, Inside Texas on 3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, we always appreciate the time, brother. Have a great week, and uh, we'll hit you next Wednesday. Hey, nothing to love, guys. Thanks, Jay Wells. Good stuff there. Yeah, glad to hear that Justin Wells was not a part of such countryness. My country folk, my great grandmother, was into this March thing. And for her, the first day of March was critical, Zay, because the weather on the first day of March was going to be the exact opposite of the last day of March. What? This is a big deal for her. If it comes in like a lion, it goes out like a lamb. If it comes in like a lamb, it goes out like a lion. She's a firm believer, and she'd remind you all March, like March 15th, March 18th. Well, you know, we had a, uh, we had a mild start to the month. You know what's coming. You know what's coming March 31st, don't you? Like, she would get ready for it. <laughs> oh, they were into all that stuff, man, all these weird country superstitions and everything about the moon and the sun and the wind. and the, Oh, my goodness. That's seriously country. It's crazy. I think of it every March 1st. And, uh, of course, tomorrow we'll get into another March thing, and that would be Texas Independence Day. Texas is going to have a birthday tomorrow uh, on Thursday the 2nd. But today we are talking lots of football. There's basketball, certainly. And in the area, there's high school basketball to talk about. Last night, Stony Point got by Buta Johnson. We'll talk to their head coach, Antoine Thompson, coming up. They advance. I believe it's as far, I believe it's further than Stony Point has ever been, and he knows his opponent for the next round. We'll get his thoughts on that and just how good his team was last night. Flex segment is coming up next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Nice funky sound right there. I'm thinking of an artist. I just want to see if he sings. No? Hadn't happened yet. Maybe I'm wrong. It felt like a Stevie Wonder tune when it started. No. But then it's it's taken off into another area. Who is this? Commodores. Commodores. Machine Gun. Okay. Is this like a Commodores uh, instrumental? I guess. Maybe. That's good. It's very good. What's it called again? Machine Gun. Machine Gun. Okay. Commodores, Quiet Riot, and Air Race have all been a part of the show today. Coming up here in the Flex segment, we are hoping to visit with uh, Antoine Thompson, the coach of the Stony Point Tigers. Before we do that, we'll get you set for the Wednesday night Flex show at a special time tonight. So let's jump on into the Flex and we'll get it covered. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 
All right, since Texas plays TCU tonight at 8, that means it's a 7.30 pregame, so we back the Wednesday Night Flex show up a little bit to get that full hour in. Tonight at 6.30, it's the Wednesday Night Flex show with Zach and Cameron and the Flex crew, and they're going to have a huddo hippo vibe going tonight. They're going to talk to football coach Will Compton. They're also going to talk to the talented quarterback Will Hammond, who's coming back this year, of course, and there's a wide receiver named Alex Green that a lot of people are talking about up in huddo land, and we'll be talking Talking about around this area those two the players will be in studio with the guys coach will be joining them for the show as well so tonight at 6 30 your wednesday night flex show all right let's get into this basketball conversation we had told you about the matchup we were looking to- forward to it it happened last night and in the end it was the stony point tigers advancing 69 50 over buta johnson and zay you got us the head coach again. This is twice you've been able to get us the head coach. You you must have some serious yo, pull here. Yo, this is my guy, man. I appreciate him doing this for us, coming to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. He was a Syntex, all Syntex player during his Maynard days, played college ball at Austin College, and he's now one of the best young head coaches in all of Texas, and his team has moved on to the fourth round with over 30-plus wins this season. Antoine Thompson, how you doing, my man? Man, I appreciate you gentlemen having me again. Oh, you you, you made me say you made you made me sound so good with the decorative uh, <laughs> adjectives that you put in there. I don't know about that. You gotta you gotta give me your definition of best. I'm still learning too much right now. <laughs> hey, what you've done and just this season, coach, it's been so impressive. You know, a lot of people they, they they think that y'all since y'all were good last year, you were just able to come in and take over, but it's not that easy. You've implemented your own philosophy and again this is high school basketball guys graduate you have to regroup and that's tough to do but to get to where y'all are now and to have the season y'all have had like we couldn't be more proud that you're representing the central texas area and you have to be proud of your ball club well yeah man i'm, I'm absolutely proud of these guys to continue what we you know initiated last year with that senior-led group of eight seniors, you know, I find it more difficult with having to ingrain everything, reteach everything to the magnitude that we're doing right now. It's a pretty outstanding feeling, you know, with, you know, the, the, the surplus of talent that we do have right now. It's been a, it's been a positive for us. However, you know, you, you mentioned it. These still are teenagers, you know. We're dealing with 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds who are learning themselves, learning maturation, um, and, and still growing through the development of learning our system and the culture that we're trying to set. So, you know, it, it's been fun. It's been a grateful thing that I'm blessed to be a part of and lead these young men with. Yeah, absolutely. And last night, man, what a performance that your team put on. You know, I've seen Buda Johnson a couple of times this year, and they're a really good ball club. And to beat them by 19 last night, led by Josiah Mosley, 20, Uriza Button had 19 himself. Just y'all able to establish y'all's pace of the game. You know, a lot of time in the playoffs, you have to adjust based on the team that you're playing, but you could tell y'all are going to play y'all's game regardless of who y'all play, and I marvel that. Hey, man, it, it is a precedent for us to, you know, create the identity of the game, create the, the pace of the game, as you mentioned, and more importantly, our kids just be comfortable with who we are. 
you know, that's just that's just been what we taught all year. Um, that's that's our identity that we wanted to create, and it's something that isn't familiar in Central Texas. You know, playing at a high pace, playing at the rate um, defensively that we want to create for for opponents. That's just something that most teams don't prepare for. So you know, going into the playoffs. We didn't want to change who we were. We didn't want to change the dynamics of what we do. You know, we may have to scale back and make the adjustments of what we um, have to uh, get into within game. However, you know, we, we didn't want to change too much for our kids. At the end of the day, it's just another game with greater stakes, um, with an opportunity for us to continue to grow, learn, and, and flourish on who we've been all year. We're talking to Antoine Thompson, head coach of the Stony Point Tigers. They're taking on San Antonio Brennan in the next round on Friday, and we'll get to that. Coach, I wanted to ask you about the key point last night, uh, at least on the scoreboard, because last couple games, you guys have been in close games, and then you find that pedal, and you find that, that momentum. Last night, you were plus 17 in the second and third quarters. For you, what was it? Was there a particular offensive possession? Was it a defensive moment? Was it something that was said in a huddle? What got it going last night? Because once it got going, Buda Johnson couldn't handle it. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna politically be correct right here. Um, there were some there were some good stern words utilized <laughs> in the timeout in the second quarter. Okay, um, that usually motivates our guys, and you know I, I'm very appreciative. Of, of our young men because they respond to the constructive criticism that we provide to them. And, you know, within that timeout, we made a defensive adjustment. We're going with Jarrell Porto, senior, um, and Justin Zimmerman. And, and when people identify their roles in certain games, those two magnify that. Justin and, and Rello, they sit down on defense. They don't care who they guard, one through five. They just know that they have to give that spark to us. And, you know, in that second quarter, that's what, what catapulted that run. Um, for us to be able to um, create those series of stops and turn into offensive possessions that we executed on, that was a, that was a uh, perennial point within the game. And then going into halftime, you know, I just asked the kids for more. You know, give me more. Give yourselves more. And it's not for yourself, but it's for the man to your left and the right. And, you know, that prompted that run in the third quarter. Um, and that's just who we are. You know, when we can get consecutive stops, that's what we practice every day. That's what we hone ourselves on. So for us to be able to do it in such an environment, you know, it, it sets the tone for everything else that happens within the game. Yeah, the run that y'all went on in the third quarter was pretty amazing. I mean, you're already up at halftime, 33-23, to 23, and then y'all get two steals that led to five straight points, and Coach Kennison and Buda Johnson had to call timeout, and that was basically game. I mean, Buda Johnson, they haven't seen that much this season. And one thing that, you know, I really love, Love about you, Tuan, is you don't stop coaching. Like y'all are already up by 19 points and you put in, you know, the bench guys, guys that, you know, don't play as much, and you're still coaching them. 
you're still getting after oh. them. Like, and I'm yeah. like, man, this guy doesn't take any time off. He's coaching the full 32, and I, I, I could really admire that because that's something that my pops did, and that's yeah. how you become a good coach, and that's how you develop that type of culture that you're going to have for multiple seasons as long as you're coaching, you know, as long as you're the head coach on the sideline. Right, right. Well, you, you mentioned it. Guys, guys like, you know, great leaders for me, individuals like your, your, your father, um, Coach Roland, uh, my mentors, uh, Coach Andrews, who just passed, one of my coaches at Maynard, Coach Pinson, um, those individuals that I observed, they never stopped coaching. And I think that's a big difference in the game for kids, you know. At the end of the day, they need the – instruction you know like it's just like being in the classroom the moment you give them an inch they're going to take a mile and um that that's just my philosophy you know coaching everyone the same um coaching everyone to the to, to greater standards coaching the full 30 minutes 32 minutes because the moment we let up it gives teams opportunities to think that they can still get into the game you know so um, I, I'm just continuous and, and I'm, I'm um, steadfast on one through 12, one through 14, whomever it is, managers included, everyone is going to get the same um, roles and responsibilities. So, you know, uh, I, I just, I just hone in on that. You know, I want to make sure that everyone is being coached to the same standard. Um, I don't care if it's Josiah Mosley or XYZ, um, at the end of the bench, everyone will be held to the same standard. Talking with Antoine Thompson against Stony Point, one last night, 69-50. They play San Antonio Brennan coming up on Friday. And, uh, yeah, Coach, you don't get a whole week to, uh, to, to, to you know, come down from this one and get ready for an opponent just a couple of days. What do we know about San Antonio Brennan uh, and this matchup on Friday? Wow, what a talented group, um, a, a group of – Young young men, sophomores, freshmen, a couple seniors. I've been watching film on these guys since about six thirty this morning. <laughs> and and man, you know the preparation for these guys. You have to respect. You have to honor who they are. Um, they have a young young sophomore um, who is very talented, who can fill it up in bunches. And you know, uh, we've talked about it thus far. Our defensive morale. Um, our defensive tenacity, it has to increase even more with this Brennan team. You know, they're, they're tough. They're well coached. Um, but I will say this, though. You know, the, the, the same token with, with us having to prepare for them, they got to prepare for us. Um, you, 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 it's, it's a great opportunity for our kids to prepare themselves for post-secondary readiness, you know, with, with – our uh, preparation towards scouts, towards um, uh, itineraries in regards of alignment to, to the next game, this is what it looks like going to the collegiate level um, with this playoff run. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with the opportunity of seeing Brennan. We had an opportunity to match up with them in the early preseason that we've had, and, and you know, we, we struggled with them early on. So this is uh, one thing that we're saying right now is, is redemption time. So we're, we're, we, we got this one marked up. We've, been, we've had this one marked up for a while. And, and kudos to Brennan for getting to the pinnacle of where they are. 
and we want to continue to work and invest in on who we are in preparation for Friday's matchup at 7.30. Antoine, you mentioned Brennan having a sophomore. Y'all have a really good sophomore yourselves in Uriza Button. He had a heck of a game last night. We know what Josiah Mosley did, and we know you're an East Austin kid growing up. Dog, you had all of East Austin there supporting y'all last night. <laughs> all of East Austin supporting y'all there last night. How does that make you feel from being from that area, seeing so many faces? I saw Coach Rowland there, Brad Styles. I know y'all have such a good relationship. Brad's my man, Bowie alum, you know, Big right. Dallas and stuff. Just people I haven't seen in a long time coming out to support right. you. How does that make you feel? Well, you know, it gives – honestly, what you're saying there right now is giving me chills because it, it it's such a great feeling to get the community out in such a facet that we really haven't seen in a while. You know, uh, a, a lot of teams have made runs in the past, but to have the, the core leadership that we do from our coaching staff – who is from East Austin, uh, born and raised, to have uh, myself as the leader of this program right now, um, still recognizing my East Side roots. I I'll never forget where I come from. And it's it's such a, a an outstanding feeling to mix the communities, right? Because I want us to think about it. No, I, when I was in high school, coming to Round Rock was an anomaly. You know, we were not going to go to Round Rock. Mm. Absolutely not. So, you know, to see the two communities come together, I think that's what we need. And it's bigger than basketball. We want to see our communities come together with, with the gentrification that's changing in our city. We want to see our communities come together to, to coincide with the academic alignments that, you know, they say – Round Rock has that East Austin doesn't have. Well, we're all we're all one, and you know, for us to all be there last night to see so many faces that you generally would see in a in a LBJ or a Reagan or uh, at a McCallum game to be supporting a Round Rock High School, a Round Rock ISD High School, that's outstanding, man, and, and that's a part of the culture that we said we wanted to create um, when I had. Dallas and Devon want to come over and support me through this run, having Coach Bunton, Coach Saunders, Coach Hill. These are all black men that come from, you know, communities of, of, of East Austin uh, uh, originals, you know. So this is it, this profound to see. It was outstanding to see it in the stands last night. And, you know, getting that dub, it felt a lot. It felt really good, you know, especially – I ain't gonna. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna say it anyway. To top off Black History Month, you know, it was great to see all our people in the stands. Last night, man. I feel you, Twan. I feel you. That's fantastic, and it was a big win for Stony Point. If you want to keep support, win. if you want to keep supporting them, they're gonna be at that Northside Gym uh, taking on San Antonio Brennan. Get on down there and keep supporting them. As now they have taken, they have conquered the area, and now they're gonna try to spread it out. Keep on going and head towards state, uh, and keep going. Friday night is the next one. That is Antoine Thompson, the head coach of the Stony Point Tigers. Coach, we appreciate the time so much. Thank you for uh, allowing Zay to come watch the game last night, and thank you for not criticizing his broadcasting too much, because I know he and Roger were not perfect. I know you wanted to coach him right till the end, but we appreciate you letting them come out. 
I appreciate you all having me on again. I got a lot of kudos from I don't know if it was Zay or Roger that was that was boasting me up in my staff last night, but we thank you in advance. There you go. Thanks, coach. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That is awesome. Uh, Stony Point, they're a fun team to watch, too. Uh, the Mosley brothers are uh, impressive. John Eric had some more big moments last night. Zay, you mentioned uh, Bunton. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, they call him Uzi, and he's incredible what he showed. And it feels like every time something starts to turn with that team, number 20, Tiki Morin is part of it. He's so tough. It feels like he's a part of it every time. He's, I- a, he's an ingredient when it starts to turn. Every scouting report is going to say you got to stop Josiah Mosley, but they have so many other guys that can put the ball in the cup, and they're just so tough defensively, and it all just feeds off their coach, like Coach Thompson. Like yeah. He's so intense, and you can tell how much he loves those guys, and they play so hard for him. Even though they have talent, you got to play hard too, especially when you get to this point. They have all of that. I think they could seriously make a run to get to the Alamo Dome to – play for a state championship we will certainly hope that they can and we'll be following it uh, remember to check out flxatx.com for schedules and games coming up teams that are still in in the area at flex atx on social media best of luck to stony point coming up on friday i'm sure we'll get you set up for that one later in the week uh coming up at two it's chip brown horns 247.com Thoughts on the Longhorn basketball team getting ready for tonight. We'll get his thoughts on the combine as well. I want to hear him talk about DeMarvion Overshone and does he think DeMarvion has a place in the NFL? Is it going to have to be a linebacker? We'll get into all of that. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us today. Don't move. It's the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad and Zay. Oh, there you go. Sometimes you hear the song and you think of the video. You got to drain that swimming pool for this one. Cuts like a knife. Brian Adams? That's right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, this woman was a smoke show in the early 80s. Woo. Leather jacket, and by the end of it, she's... I mean, we don't see everything, but she's basically wearing nothing but a swimsuit and jumping into an empty pool. What? It's incredible video work. Why is the pool empty? Did she hurt herself? Don't ask questions. It's Cuts Like a Knife by Brian Adams. Okay. Early days, we asked no questions about concept. It didn't matter at all. There might have been a knife in the video. Yo. But I don't even know why. My wife says this all the time, and it drives me nuts. She'll see like a new age video from one of today's generation people uh-huh. that should be like, Man, they just don't make videos like they used to. 
And I look at her and I'm like, woman, are you nuts? <laughs> Our videos that we love made no sense either. No, absolutely not. You're just an old woman now. My wife and I love to watch the old videos and out loud talk through what's happening because it makes no sense. Like in <laughs> 85% of the videos, complete nonsense. Yeah. It makes like, no sense. Videos have no meaning now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> babe, I love you, but what the hell are you talking about? They didn't then. Yeah, and Cuts Like a Knife is a perfect example of that. All right, Brian Adams, Commodores, Quiet Riot, and Air Race have all been a part of the show. Thanks to Antoine Thompson of Stony Point for joining us and giving us some of his time as we get you the Flex segment. We do that every day at 1.00. 30. Uh, also, congrats uh, to San Marcos. They also advanced last night. They won easily. 62-48 over San Antonio Reagan. Go ahead. Malik Presley had 17 in that one. So the Rattlers are still alive. Shout out to all those teams, boys and girls, that are still alive in the playoffs. So is San Marcos, will they be in the San Antonio region too? I would have to look at the bracket to yeah. see exactly where they'll be. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll double check that one this week. Because... Maybe you could have a San Marcus versus Stony Point matchup to go to the Ooh. Final Four State Championship. Might be. I have to see if they're on the same same part of right. the bracket. Yeah, we'll double-check that this week. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. Chip Brown coming up at 2. Right now, let's get you a little where we at in society. See what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter today? Are we uh, uh, discussing no, something? No, we, we got some audio, baby. You audio. know when we got to drag the Aggies, we Wait, got to drag them. What, what happened? We to, what did my Aggies do? Being Aggies. How? Classless. Oh, stop. Um, you're you're going to need else? to be more specific. You're going to need to be way more Crappy specific. Crappy fans. Oh, what? Couple, obviously not. They're trained <laughs> to be the best fans in the world. What do you mean, crappy fans? Not what according happened? to the Aggie skipper. Jim, how do you pronounce Jim's last name? Oh, Schlossnagel. Schlossnagel. Yeah, I guess during the weekend series against Portland, where y'all lost the first two but won the last one, right? That's correct. They salvaged a game of that series but lost it ultimately. Yeah, and y'all blew out some random team yesterday by 20. HCU has a badass team. How dare you? Okay, whatever. Either way, y'all got the win in. Listen to the skipper talk about the fans for the Aggies. Okay. That's kind of gone viral, but it just shows y'all's class. All right. Tough weekend, but staying into the last inning. And- yeah, I mean, I believe in him. I mean, I believe in him. I've, t- I've been telling him the whole time. You know, I, I believe in him. So it's just, it, this is a tough game, man. People, I get our own fans yelling at our players over, over the dugout. Like, I don't know what kind of place this is, but I thought there was some Aggie loyalty around here. You know, got a dude holding up a freaking newspaper one of the dance teams over on the other side like i don't know i need to keep my mouth shut but it's just uh but yeah excited for our team excited for the crowd happy for the core um you know the crowd played a big role in the game uh, as long as they keep cheering for our wow was that an as long as they keep cheering for our side at the end he ends up saying that after he said all that he says let me keep my mouth shut though yeah right that's always tough that's always a tough one when you say all that and then try to stop you know oh my gosh man is that like talking for 10 minutes and then saying no i'm not one to gossip so i'm just gonna leave I'm just going to leave. I don't know what kind of place this is. Was that what I heard him say? Skip. Whoa. All right, so there's multiple parts here, Zay. 
These, oh, that's beautiful. These are my people. This is my coach. So we got to discuss this. So on both sides of it, I would tell everybody that everybody kind of knows what they're signing up for. If you're going to be the coach at A&M, you know you're signing up for a little bit of a different brand of vodka. I get that. But on the side of the Aggie fans, I would ask y'all, if you're going to go to Olsen and you're going to be A&M baseball fans, don't you have to be A&M baseball fans? Don't you have to lean into the bubbles and the cult and the mind control and be who you are? You're going after your guys during a series with Portland early in the season? I'm not saying you have to yell at them that they're playing well if they're clearly not playing well. But you went at them, somebody did, you went at them enough that the coach reacted. So that's on the fan side. I get that there's going to be some Aggies saying, well, he's not one of our guys. This is a guy that was at TCU. Is he really blah, 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 whatever. But he's a badass baseball coach, and that's why they brought him in. And he just came in thinking you were something, and now he's telling you you might be something else. I would just tell the fans to take a closer look here. This, just like here in Austin, that's supposed to be a special version of the fan base where you are extra focused on things because baseball is such a detailed sport. That's not what I'd want either. If I'm Schlossnagel and I got a team dragging through a Portland series, the last thing I think I need to deal with is my fans. Somebody in Maroon, somebody rocking the ATM is doing that to my guys. It's bad enough we can't get through Portland. Let me deal with that, though. Please don't get all my players during the game. I, I don't know what kind of place this is. Might be the greatest thing I've ever heard a coach say. That's rough. That's brutal. That's a rough moment because I do know what kind of place that's supposed to be and it's supposed to be one of the toughest environments for anybody to go into and they're nuts and they're crazy and they are 100% behind their team and they'll make it hell on your team going in there. But that's not what it's supposed to be. So they need to take a second look. They do. The Olsen crazies, the bubble folks, whatever they're calling them these days, got to take a double check. You can't have that. You cannot have your head coach, a respected head coach, saying that after the game. You got SEC series later on, man. You got LSU coming in for three games. Yeah. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, all those guys. Come you got to face them. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I heard a little bit of this today. Somebody texted me, hey, Chad, what's up with your, your coach getting on your Aggie fans? I had not heard what happened, but that's rough. That's a, that's a rough version. That's bad look. It's a very bad look. Do you think he's going to have to apologize, though? Because I don't know what kind of place this is. I mean, we do down here. Now, ultimately, here's the thing. Ultimately, does he need to probably back off of it a little bit? I guess maybe because you can play the they paid their money and they're the students and it's their team and blah, blah, blah. You can do all that if you really want to because you certainly don't want to have it where you're t- – you're telling fans not to come to the games or, or something like that. So does he need to back off a little bit? Maybe, but I don't know. From the, the first blush look, I'm going to lean towards the coach here. I'm going to lean towards the coach. If I was with a dude, a guy or girl, I'm going to assume it was a guy, but whatever. If I'm in with an Aggie that goes starts going after our guys like that at a game, that's where I would just remind him, you're being every other fan base right now. You gripe about other fan bases and you say we're different. You're being exactly like the rest of them right now. That's what you're doing. Because Aggies do all the little specialized stuff. They don't boo or they do this. They don't do this. They They try to get all the little special stuff. But you just become any other fan base. You become, let me try to think of a good one. 
you become it's I was going to say Philly in the pros, but you become like a Ohio State at that point where when it gets bad, Michigan or whatever, that you will even go after your guys. You're supposed to be on a different level than that. And obviously you're not. And in, I think he's reminding you of that. In baseball, though, the season just started. Right. The season just started. It's but. brand new. And they went to Omaha last year. Like, they went to Omaha. They had some win. They beat Texas. They sent Texas home. Like, yeah. you, calm down. Take a breath. Blow a bubble, would you? Please. Yeah, I know what kind of place you're at. You obviously know your two years being there. It's a crappy place. <laughs> How dare you. Win or lose, it's a crappy place. You think Slosnagel knows? Yes, he knows. Not a fan now. Yeah, he knows. He's tired of that lanes. Oh my god! There's only so much lanes you could have. How dare you? There's only so much lanes you could have, Coach. If you're gonna be, I mean, if you're gonna be besmirching (laughs) lanes, we got a whole different conversation here. (laughs) The man's just trying to get the fans to do the right thing. You don't need to get on lanes. What are you doing? Who was the lady holding the sign? What did the sign say? Uh Trashing the team. I have no idea. They brought a sign that ripped the you're team? You're wearing the maroon, and you're bringing a sign to trash the team. I didn't see that. That's You can't do that either. That's, what, that's what the skip said. You can't be doing that. I didn't see him say that. I didn't. I thought he was saying somebody was getting on the his team. I thought he meant Oh, Are you talking about their signs? I thought he meant verbally somebody was getting on. I didn't hear anybody about bringing like, rude signs to the game. That'd be Let's hear it one more time. We, we got time. Okay, Let's hear go one more time. All right. Tough weekend, but staying in the last inning. Yeah, I mean, I believe in him. I mean, I believe in him. I've, t- I've been telling him the whole time. You know, I, I, I believe in him. So it's just, it, this is a tough game, man. People, I get our own fans yelling at our players over over the dugout. Like, I don't know what kind of place this is, but I thought there was some Aggie loyalty around here. You know, I got a dude holding up a freaking newspaper when the dance team's over on the other side. Like, I don't know. It, Keep my mouth shut. Back. It's just, uh, okay. yeah, sorry for our team. Okay, so that's not a sign. He's saying not, yeah. holding up a newspaper because holding up the newspaper is like a sign of disrespect. You're supposed to do that when the other team's getting announced ah. and stuff like that. So if he's saying there's an Aggie fan holding up a newspaper to Beautiful. something that is Aggie, that would not make sense Beautiful. to him. What? Beautiful. <laughs> zero Aggie loyalty, Jim. There's zero Aggie loyalty, oh, as you can see. My lord, this is what you're dealing with. This is why you took that pay raise and that upgrade you mm. thought it was gonna be all sunny and nice it ain't it's college station he thought he was coming to the cult he's not getting as much cult as he thought i love it that's that made a, my day that's a weird rarity when you get into that uh excuse me i thought i was joining the cult i'm not really seeing enough uh, usage of the snakes or drinking of the potions what's what's happening they're acting like a normal hunk of fan base here. What are we doing? Oh, beautiful. That is bizarre. All right, there you go. Yeah, Longhorn fans are going to eat that one up for uh, a good day or so. We'll see how the Aggie baseball team reacts to that. few games for each, and then they will be in College Station, uh, Texas and Texas A&M, at the end of this month. All right, coming up, Chip Brown, Horns247.com, talking more Longhorn stuff, including how he feels like DeMarvion Overshone will do to Tomorrow at the Combine. Coming up.